Welcome to Two Sober Girls Podcast. I am your host, Erin, with my gorgeous co-host, Michaela, and we are both just in love with being sober, passionate about sharing our message of why and extending an invitation to all those desiring the same to join us. We um, have a magnificent sober mastermind community open to anyone seeking to change their relationship with alcohol from complete abstinence to drinking less um, one day at a time. And uh, today we are jumping into just some like notes from my latest and greatest AA meeting that we were just talking about. And it was so deep and it was a big book meeting, which I'm, I love the big book. And so I had so many great notes. And before we jumped on, Michaela and I were just talking about it and we're like, all right, let's do this. Let's share because there's some deep wisdom here that I think it's beneficial again to anyone. You don't have to be an AA. This is just my spiritual practice. This is how I stay sober. It's part of my journey, um, how I connect with my higher power. This is really AA for me is my church. Mm-hmm. And I find it so fascinating because I've never went to AA, but I feel like I get so much out of our conversations and it's so spot on with my own spiritual practice. Like you're speaking my language and I do think it's for everyone. It is. Oh, I love that. And it's so you, it's like when I'm in a meeting, I was like, oh, my Kayla would love this. Oh, my, my Kayla just said that, you know? So yes, it's for everyone. And I love too, that we can kind of take like that, that idea of like, you have to be you know, a, a bottom drunk alcohol, you know, it's really for anyone looking to go deeper in their spiritual practice and to yeah. take into that power of putting the drink down and connecting with your higher power and living out these spiritual tenets. Yeah. I think there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to AA, when it comes to spirituality, religion, all of that, like the way I look at it is before we started having these conversations about AA I never thought AA was such a spiritual solution. And I think that's such a beautiful way to put it uh, because I don't think you could get fully beautifully sober without a spiritual solution. And now it doesn't have to be AA, but, or, but it, it needs, you need to have a spiritual practice throughout your day to help you to help you knowing that like, you're not alone in doing this. And there's this like, greater power support that I have, you have, all of us who do this to know that you're not alone and you're always guided. And even on those hard days, hard moments, you can pull through. And on the other side with like, I guess, religion and spirituality, like I, you know, a lot of times people think they need to go to church specifically to be able to get those benefits. And again, like I'm, I I love, you know, people that do go to church. I love, I think it's a great routine, great ritual, amazing for the kids. It's just, I was not brought that way, but I invite God into my day every single day. Uh, We pray all the time. My daughter and I have conversations about God and Jesus and, and Mm -hmm. how loved we are and always asking for guidance and, and just knowing that there is this beautiful energy out there that's always supporting us. And no, I don't need to go to church every Sunday to believe that or to get benefits from that. It's honestly available to me. Every thought that I have, I can, to me, um, yeah, that's like my greatest gift in life is to have that. And 
what sobriety has gifted me is the connection to that. And you, you say this all the time, Aaron, like what sobriety has given you. And it's so true is this gift to be able to connect to God so quickly. It's like, it's like God is on speed dial and he always picks up versus when you're drinking, it's like, it's delayed. The connection isn't there. The internet is fuzzy. You've got to like log in. You've got to do certain things to, to even tap into that feeling. And when you are so tapped in and aligned, things just happen quicker. Life is more enjoyable. Life is beautiful, still beautifully hard and all of those things. But yeah, like I want our listeners and just us as a society to start breaking down these rules that we give ourselves that we have to do certain things in order to, I don't know, achieve certain things. Like we, if we embody ourselves as sober, as enlightened beings, like we can be that no matter what. Amen. Well, and you just broke down basically what the Bible talks about and what AA talks about and what every world religion actually talks about that you embody God, you embody the divine and wherever there are one or more gathered, that is church believers. And so that's, you know, our masterminds, (laughs) a group of believers, So something that was brought up last night, um, the speaker was saying that alcoholism, her disease took major willpower to keep it going. And I can totally relate to that. It took me so much willpower to drink the way that I did and to manage my life. Like I have a, I had a ton of willpower in my active addiction. I have quadruple obviously without it, but staying sober, that's where you need your higher power to come in to change your will. So you are willing to stay sick in your drinking, right? And I will say for me, my disease, I want to have the proper use of the will when I connect with my higher power. And I can truly say in all earnestness every day that I will not mind be done because that's really what I want in my soul when I'm right. And I'm not right when I'm putting poison in my mind. And then when it's the proper use of the will, like you were just explaining, it's like everything opens up and you're on this glorious path and you are connected to your power, which I was seeking power in a bottle. When I felt powerless, I went and I drank. When I felt anything, that power was the alcohol. Now that power is within me. And so it does take major willpower to stay sick, um, but you have that willpower always ready and accessible, but it's your need that connection to the divine. And how does one get that? So let's say somebody's listening and they're like, this all sounds amazing. Like, you know, I'm still living my life and perhaps they go to church and perhaps they pray, meditate. Is there a way to go in deeper? I mean, I think the most important prayer is like when you wake up and you have those feelings and say, thy will not mine be done. God, uh, you're, you know, for me all day long, when I'm driving, your face is all I seek. Like really what I'm seeking is God. Oh, it's beautiful. Because that's the beauty we're all created for. Like we're created to gaze upon the beauty of God and we see that in another, but I can't see your beauty when I am so full of self, when I am so in my addiction. That is so true. I was walking the other day and I was thinking how even the simplest interactions with, let's say my family members or my friends, it's just so much more deeper. I am like fully there. Like mm-hmm. I am 
just there for the most mundane moments, the biggest moments, the silly moments, but I'm like, I'm fully there. And I remember when I used to drink, I was so selfish and I didn't think I was selfish. I thought it was like, something's wrong with them. Something's wrong with them. I don't like the way they said this. I don't like the way they do that. They should have done it that way. It was, that was my state. And I, I was still meditating. I was still, I thought I was doing the right things. I was like, well, I'm still, you know, and we talked about this before, like basically living this double life. And it just, I knew it didn't feel good in my heart. And now it's like, I almost like simplified so many things in my life where I can just so, truly be fully present. Mm-hmm. And, and this is whether it's in, in work situations with clients or whatever, like I can just fully be there. Like I, I don't have to think about anything else. And that's through this beautiful, intricate practice. It's like, it's hard to put into words unless you can experience it and we can all experience it. And it's so interesting because nothing changed in your world, but no, everything. And, And I see my relationships literally shift. It's they're more grounded. They feel more rich. Like Mm -hmm. I'm seeing things like even sitting at a dinner table and even just saying like a simple thank you. And then just taking a single moment to sit down, like, wow, we're all sitting here. This is so amazing. We have delicious, amazing food and we can choose to be happy. We can choose, like, let's say there is a conversations that perhaps I'm not fond of. I have the power to change it by shifting my thought and just like understand like, oh, there's a little kink that happens everywhere. Uh, what can I do to redirect? And so it's not about me, but just asking the higher power, like, oh, like, where should I take this? Like, how can I elevate this conversation? And this is not just helping me, it's helping everyone. And I think subconsciously, it's helping everybody to exercise this power that we have because there are so many moments in a day, like literally thousands of moments. We don't think that we have thousands of moments. We think, oh, I just, I have to go to work and I have to eat healthy and I have to exercise and I have to take my, pick my daughter up. Like all of these things that, you know, that's one way to think about it. But the other way is like when you're fully present and I think being present, being present is like one of the greatest tools and it takes work in the beginning to continually see, like continuously bring yourself back. And I think this really ties in greatly with addiction because if you're fully present and I was reading something, I was listening to a spiritual teacher talk about addiction and this is addiction with alcohol. This is addiction with food. And he was saying how, cause he was having some issues with like um, overeating. And he was like, when I fully became conscious and I fully became present in the moment and the food that I used to mindlessly overeat when I was like trying to enjoy every bite. He's like, I could not finish half of it Mm. when you're fully there. And this is something that I'm always working through with food. It's just like sitting down with it. Try not to be on the phone, which is so freaking hard guys. (laughs) You know, it's so hard for me, but when I do it, I know that food is digested differently. I know that you know, I'm actually getting the nourishment and my body's not in this state of stress 
Because when we're not mindful and we're not present, our body is stressed. Mm -hmm. Totally. And this is the same with alcohol. If if you really take that glass and you connect with that glass before you first, and you're like, do I, do I really need that? You know what I mean? Like, and then if you have other options in front of you, like opt for that non-alcoholic option and, you know, it's just these little tiny moments where we ask ourselves questions like, why am I doing this repetitive thing over and over? And there's so many loops I broke out of mm-hmm. in my life from different types of habits and addictions where when I finally looked at it and I'm like, oh, like you're able to choose differently every single time. It's well, and you just did so many things there. One practice that you touched upon a couple of times is gratitude. Gratitude shifts you into a higher consciousness, a higher frequency. The gratitude is the language of God, you know? And so when you start with one thing, it builds and it builds whatever you think about expands, right? So then you're thinking, look at my life, look at all these blessings, and you're just going to see more and more blessings. You're going to show up as a blessing. Energetically, you are shifting, so that's something that I would recommend for everyone. Start and end your day and sandwich your day with a gratitude practice. And it could be so simple as when you sit, I have food. I'm yeah. so blessed to sit here. I'm so blessed that I can sit with people that I love. I'm so blessed that I get to choose what I put in my body. I'm so blessed I have a body. I'm so, so then your list goes on and on and just bringing presence and awareness to everything that you do gives you that power to change some things that have been and change your focus. It's, it's literally thinking from things that are going bad versus like the things that you actually, that are thriving, right? Things that are going well. And when you change your focus and attention to something greater, like just more blessings enter your life. It's yeah. And I know this is a quickie, but the last thing that we wanted to talk about too, and you touched on a little bit is that, and alcohol, like, and that drink, is it worth it? Like when you are in your power and you pause and you're not in the active addiction state, you can really say, now, if I drink that, is it worth what it's going to do to me physically, emotionally, spiritually? Is it worth the cost? I'm sorry to say, I don't see it ever being worth the cost, but I've listened to many great teachers on different things of food, of spending money here, whatever it is that you are, ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it truly aligned with my most divine self? Not your lowest divine Aaron. Yeah. No, no. So pausing and thinking and asking, and really then makes you think. And if you've never asked yourself that before, research what one drink does to your body. Research the the cost, the the physical implications, the possible social, if that one drink is what it does to your organs, what it does to your brain, what it does to your relationships. I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. Your children, your loved ones. So question everything, especially alcohol. Definitely. And again, not to say the same thing, but this is a spiritual practice. Like always checking in with yourself, always choosing to think better thoughts um, choosing to think, you know, live in gratitude, all of those things. That is a spiritual practice, I believe, uh, because we choose to do that every single day. So we all can do that and infuse that into our life. We'd love to know what you are taking away from this episode. Uh, so please leave us a DM, say hello. Uh, we're actually 
jumping on into our mastermind call in a little bit. So we're going to go prep for that. So hopefully we'll see you in the next month. We have a call every single month. We have a private group chat with all of the fabulous girls and lots of different topics in there. So if you're looking for a community, if you're looking for connecting with women who are either sober curious or are looking to live completely sober, uh, alcohol free, join us. Um, We'd love to have you. And of course, please leave us a review. If you loved our podcast, uh, rate, subscribe, share it with your bestie, and we'll see you next week. Love you guys. Love you. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today.